Welcome to the Cross Culture. In a world of questions, two nerds with microphones make up the answers and discuss the intersection of faith and everyday life. This is Kelly. And this is Adam. On today's episode, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel absolutely horrified in Cheated. every, every <laughs> way. Scared. <laughs> What's happening? There's change. Where's Skynet? <laughs> I mean, hey, like... That's the, we're, we're there, man. Like we are, we are there, there. <laughs> totally unrelated to our conversation today, but uh, listeners do not go on Google and do not look up Boston Dynamics dog robot. <laughs> it's scary. I have no idea what that is. And I'm, I'm, I'm terrified to even contemplate. <laughs> Adam's Googling. <laughs> Don't do it. Clickety click, 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 click as, as I mash the keys. All right, so obviously something <laughs> crazy happened this week. Yeah, or, or last week, depending upon when you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. So Facebook went down. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And I didn't know what to do with myself. That's fair. Like, That's where fair. are my memes or my random arguments with people that I don't know that I have to prove I'm better than? How can I scream into the ether and have people notice me <laughs> if like, I don't have Facebook? <laughs> Right? I, do I just like randomly go door to door and ring doorbells oh and yell gosh. at people? Or do Could I? you imagine? <laughs> you imagine it was two days ago, right? Monday? Yeah. But this went down. Bro, if people were like, I gotta yell at somebody, and they're just like walking through their neighborhood going, This is my Facebook post. Like, dude. Oh my gosh. I would have paid money to see that. That would have been worth it, right? It'd be like that, that commercial with uh, the old ladies. She's like, I put all these cats on my wall. And the one's like, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Yo, it's so good. So we are, we are making jokes about, about how Facebook went down. But for some people though, it was a real issue. And I, I feel like, you know, for a lot of folks, the more things change, the more things change. And it's, it just feels like it's a spinning out of control and in the midst of everything that has gone on in our <laughs> lives the past two years. We just couldn't handle one more thing and then Facebook going down. And thankfully, it was only down for a few hours. It wasn't a real problem. But for some people, that's a real problem, right? Yeah, so I think as kind of we, we kind of flesh out this conversation uh, one of the things that's so important when we talk about change, right, or we talk about uh, those types of things happening is that uh, just because the way that that affects you personally doesn't mean that it doesn't affect somebody else way differently, right? So you have some countries where their commerce, their literal commerce, like person to person was based on things like WhatsApp and Facebook. And Facebook, if you go on your phone right now or on your computer, you'll see all these different tabs. So you have things like a marketplace, you have things like the live streaming, and these are people's literal livelihood. Um, And the way that they live or the way that they sell goods is based upon this type of marketplace, right? Now, to further the point, I think one of the other things that was super difficult about with Facebook was that there was no warning. No, just boom, done. The report came out (laughs) that was like, hey, they're doing shady stuff, which we all say they're doing. Um, but they, uh, but there's no warning. And then it came, it went down and it was like, oh my gosh, like everything's down. What's up. And so for me, I'm just a consumer, 
Yeah. Like Facebook is just a place where I scream into the ether about opinions I have. And where I post pictures and keep pictures of my kids. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and, and that's all I use it for. Um, so for me, it was just like, it was funny. I laughed about Facebook going offline um, because all the Twitter memes were great. He laughed from Twitter. He laughed in Twitter. And, and funny enough, uh, I, I actually don't really enjoy Facebook. I prefer Twitter because you have a limit on how much you can say. Yeah, as someone who doesn't like limiting how much I talk, that's going to be a problem. Let me, let me just shameless plug like, hey, Facebook sucks. Go, go, to, go, go to, Twitter. to Twitter instead. Yeah. Um, no, and now so- Mark Zuckerberg is out to get us. <laughs> Drink the water, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Humans love the water. Uh, so, so here's something. So I love this line you wrote here in our notes. So the more things change, the more they change. And, and I think there's two kinds of change right? There's change that you are actively working towards. And then there's change just, that just kind of happens to you and your person. Like you didn't ask. I, nobody on Monday was like, I hope Facebook goes down. <laughs> like change. Right. We were like, what? <laughs> and as soon as it happened, I was like, oh no, Skynet is taking over. Quick, get to the bunker. Okay. Shameless plug. If you haven't seen The Mitchells on Netflix, Great. Mitchells versus the Machines, versus it the reminds machines. me of that scene where it's like free Wi-Fi and everybody jumps in the, the pods yes. and it gets taken and uh, <laughs> what people would have done to get Facebook back. But, um, but so there's change that like you, you, you don't ask for. Mm-hmm. This was a change that nobody asked for. No nobody one was like, hey, change. I don't want to have to deal with this. But then there's change you like work towards, right? So um, I don't know, like... Uh, building a skill set and interviewing for a new job. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I can't even think of anything else. Innovating. Innovating. Uh, starting a podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, so, so there's these types of things, right? Like there's, and I think that's important to make those types of distinctions. Um, and this is the other thing that I would add to that. There are going to be times in people's lives or in institutions where people are trying to change things and people are perceiving that change as something that's happening to them as opposed to being something that they're invited into. Absolutely. Um, one, one person who's a, a bit of a celebrity uh, in the church world that, that I, 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 I went and listened to a lecture of his and he said, I discover that I am a big fan of change as long as I am the architect of the change. As soon as it's a change someone else wants to make, I have a list of 10 reasons why we shouldn't do that change. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's absolutely the truth. But, you know, one of the, the points in, in the notes that, that I see that you wrote was that, there, and it feels like this is something endemic in people, mm-hmm. that things that are done to us are automatically a threat to us. Yes. Yes. So if you're doing something that's different than how I'm doing it, you are personally attacking me. Right. (laughs) And everything that I hold sacred and you don't like puppies. How dare you? 
Actually, I am a cat person, but, you know, tomato, orange, same thing. They're both fruit. <laughs> I want an animal that literally just tells me it hates me. <laughs> Give me an animal that I know, th I know the terms and conditions, right? <laughs> I will love you, but if you die, I'm eating your eyes. Oh, my I mean, gosh. That's, a cat is upfront about these things. <laughs> Literally, he's like, sign this waiver. <laughs> um, no, so I think, but that's what's so hard, right, is, I mean, let's parallel this to Jesus, right? Jesus comes in and enacts change. Yeah. And, and, and typically, like, Jesus wouldn't just start yelling at people that they needed to change. He would wait till they asked him questions, mm -hmm. right? But he lived the change out, and it made, people, like, just hated it. Jesus is like, hey, we got to take care of poor people. And people who are like struggling and orphans and widows and people who are less fortunate than us and and the outcasts and, and the, the outcasts and, and, and I'm gonna eat with everybody and hang out with everybody because everybody has worth inherent worth and value. And <laughs> the people who are in charge of the institution are like, nah, I can't have that. Quick, everybody grab a rock. Okay. <laughs> Rocks. Uh so it's it's those fundamental understandings, right, of, um, you know, I'm married, right? And does your wife know? <laughs> Man, that, that could get so weird. Uh, uh, I do make the joke pretty regularly, though, that, like, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for her to wake up one day and be like, you're really not that cool. And be like, yeah, duh. Like, you could do a lot better. <laughs> Kelly is waiting for the hypnotism to wear off. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, nobody's supposed to know. <laughs> um but no, like like it's that when like you're married, right? And and uh the person you're married to like enacts change. Changes your life. Yes, and 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 you learn over time and and hear this clearly. I mean, I like to think that I have a good marriage and I really care about my spouse, so I've actively sought change. Um changing things about myself, but also like there's change that has been asked of me that maybe I didn't want to, mm -hmm. um, or things that have been revealed in me that maybe I didn't like. And I'm like, oh, like, uh, or when I'm at my worst, I want her to change. <laughs> but it is that thing of, I, I think that's a really good kind of contextual backdrop for a conversation, which is um, we have a lot currently in our culture in 2021 America, right? Where um, we have a lot of issues with people being themselves, uh, because that's not allowed. Now notice I didn't go to the extremes of either side on that. Um, you know, cause we could talk about things like cancel culture. Yeah. Right. We could also talk about human rights. Yep. <laughs> and, and how that affects everybody, but. I think one of the places that comes from of um, there's there's good change, um, and then there's there's I think a sinister part of that which is like more like um, we react to that with with control, right? Um, and that's that's a tough, you know, new things are viewed as an attack on the existing. Uh, it's a fun thing to think about. Right? 
Well, and I, I feel like one of the reasons is because people have a fear of being replaced. As though, you know, we, we give our lives to, to sometimes doing jobs or mm-hmm. um, influencing or impacting the world. And the idea that what we have done is going to be discarded and we're going to be forgotten can be terrifying. Um, where this becomes a huge problem for me is in institutionalizing things, we, we hinder future generations because we lock them into repeating our means and our ways, thinking that we're going to get the same thing, and we just aren't because the world is not. The world has changed. I mean, the world has changed in the last five years probably six times. And it's just, it's no longer the same. Um, you know, one of the things that, that you and I see um, for, for those of, of who, who follow a life of faith is this grappling with, well, hold on, how, I, th- I thought that, you know, like the Bible doesn't change, but how I engage and how I understand and how, you know, the message doesn't change, but the means of communication does. Uh, one of the, the Bible stories that really hits me with this is Jesus in the Gospel of John. He's, he, in, in chapter 8, he's standing there and he's talking with a whole group of people. And he, he's basically doing things in a different way than they are comfortable with. Um, you know, the church has this one, one creed that every single church has that I just rage against. And it's, we've always done it that way, or conversely, we've never done it that way. And they're given Jesus this. Uh-huh. Uh, Jesus is like, no, here's, I'm, I'm here to change things. And they're like, we don't want it. And, and who are you to do that? And, you know, we have all these, these structures in place. Don't mess with the system. Uh-huh. And in the end, Jesus uses a very pointed phrase. Uh, they're, they're, they, they start talking about why they can justify keeping things the same. Uh-huh. And they use the example of, well, we believe in Abraham, who is the, the, the forefather of their, their faith, the, the, their, their great ancestor, the one they point back to as the foundation structure pillar. Right. And Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am. Mm-hmm. And he uses like the most, in saying I am, he uses the most personal name of the Lord their God. The name that is like the Holy One name. And immediately the people pick up stones to stone him. Mm -hmm. They're like, this change is too much for us. We've got to react against. It's a threat to us. Yeah. I think, um, so you said something that I think is really important. This is a theme throughout the New Testament. Um, And you would, I would argue also probably like, just the human condition with sin, right? And self-reliance is justify. Yeah. So we do this thing where, and, and, and this is what's so crazy, right? Is we say this thing about following Jesus, right? It's hard. And there's seasons of my life even where I go, okay, like it's really not that hard right now. Like it's, it's pretty, okay. Like I'm, I'm, and then I'm like, I get kind of like in that mode of like, oh, okay. I'm like, 
I'm crushing this, right? Like we're doing real good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm just, I hate people <laughs> like, right. Or, or I'm full of self-loathing or, or whatever it is, right? Like there's just a cliff I hit and I'm like, I didn't even know I was walking towards this cliff and God's like, nah, I got you. We're cool. But I'm like gutted, right? But we justify holding the dead thing. We hold it and we hold it and we hold it because our worth and our value is not tied up in Jesus. It's tied up in the thing. Right. And, and where that gets really difficult and scary is, I mean, not to like be super mean to everybody that's listening, but we all have these things in our lives that we cling to that God is working on in us, right? It's not because we're terrible people, but it's like things have to die. I mean, the, the, all of creation, the narrative of not just Jesus coming, but even before is this narrative like something has to die for the new thing to begin and the new thing to begin. Um, and even with change, right? Like we talk about change and why are we uncomfortable with change? Um, and a person that I'm very close to, uh, you know, they, they view change as this thing of like, it's an immediate, um, uh, it's an immediate, like call out of their inadequacy. Mm. Like, so their, their control or their performance is directly tied to their worth. Right. And this goes back to reiterate the point I'm making about, um, you know, uh, you know, living, for Jesus and, and as opposed to and living into our faith and our identity in, in Christ and what God tells us. But, but the change is, oh, what I've been doing is not good enough. Oh, no. So it's like a personal attack. Um, and that's a, that's a hard thing to kind of think through and reason through. So all the way back to Facebook, right? Like um, I saw the memes and I laughed like because for me, like it wasn't, but it was later when I was reading about how like people like lost money on Monday. Yeah. Like this like directly affected them and their families. And I was like, oh, wow, this is like a big deal. Maybe Facebook shouldn't be allowed to have <laughs> that type of like that type of influence or that type of like ownership of all these different things. Like, because are you saying that lizard people should not be in control Lizard people are people too, Kelly. Can't can't base an entire group of people's like livelihoods based upon one thing. Yeah. Like I take Facebook working for granted. Um and I think at some point, right, when we talk about institutions and we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more about this here. Um we we take for granted that the institution is working. And there aren't any problems with it because it's what we've always done. It's what works, says the old person to, the, to me. Well, this works. And I go, no, it doesn't. It used to. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's like the, the marriage thing, right? So I, I, this is kind of how I, when I coach people through premarital stuff, uh, I'll say to them like, so, so here's the thing about your parents uh, or your, marriage, your parents' marriage, right? 
there are going to be things about your parents' marriage that you love. There's probably going to be, or, or hopefully there's some. And then there's going to be things about your parents' marriage that you absolutely hate, right? Here's the good news. You can change, right? You can take the things that you want and then you can essentially, hopefully change for the better. That's the goal. But like you said before, like our culture's built on the opposite direction where I have to suffer so that I can earn the right to hoard and then make other people suffer to prove that they're worth hoarding. I think the analogy that works for me in, in kind of understanding this to go back to the idea of institutions is, you know, you said that Facebook is an institution. We just expect it, the institution to work. And what we're realizing is this is what happens with the, the life cycle of, of kind of institutionalizing things. The institution starts off serving us, and in the end, we are the servants of the institution. And we are the ones who keep, we exist in order to keep the machine going. And that's where things get scary, and that's where Skynet comes in. I'm kidding about, maybe not, but I'm looking up this Boston dog robot thing. Don't do it, man. No, I'm don't doing, do I'm it. Go in there. And also don't do the play by play of the three year evolution of it and the obstacles it first started being able to get over, now the ones that it can get through. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not I'm I've changed my mind. I'm not gonna look up this terror dog. Robo dog has become a sentient being. <laughs> the Arnold Schwarzenegger of dogs. But you make you make that's such a great point, right? Where we 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 become the servants of the thing. Like, it's not bad to have guidelines and rules or, or right? Because rules, rules are important. Like, they help. Like, we understand this. All child psychology talks about the structure for children. Yeah. Children need structure. They do. I would argue all people need some type of structure, says the guy with... Says the guy with ADHD. <laughs> uh-huh. Um... But in that, right, that doesn't mean that you can't question the rules. It doesn't mean that the rules don't get changed. It doesn't mean that those things also don't get vetted and going, okay. And this is the, the next part of the conversation I want to lead us into, right? The institutions come from a place of pain. We make changes because something happened that we went, like, hey, we don't like that and we don't want this to happen again. So let's make some rules and some changes to make sure this doesn't happen again. And for whatever reason, along the life cycle of that said change, we do the same thing we did right where the, the thing is now causing the pain because it's yep. changed into something it wasn't originally intended to be. Um, and that's a problem. Uh, people my age are leaving the institution of religion in America at record highs. It's not only that they're leaving, they can't wait to get away from it. Yeah. Or disassociate themselves from it, right? And a lot of the conversations I have with people is, um, it's not because Christians are super judgmental and hypocritical, and I'm really careful to be like, we all are, okay? Like, have, have, a, better, have a better reason than that, right? Yeah, fair. But the better reason is that uh, the institution is causing harm. 
and they're wanting accountability and they're wanting conversations and they're wanting to believe that as they're sitting with people that people actually care about them and are willing to to like work alongside them right and and create community and I mean, I can't tell you, Adam, how many churches I've been in where everybody's like, how do we get people in the door? When that becomes the goal, we have, yeah, so many, when, when that becomes the driving force of the church and the focal point of the church, how do we perpetuate this institution of this, this building and this way of doing things? What we have created fundamentally does not look like the change that Jesus offered. Yeah, it becomes the, you know, (laughs) the church has a need to adapt, but a fear of adaptation. The church can adapt as long as it adapts exactly how I think it should. Because what was the conversation we had the other day, right? Well, you know, like, uh, this thing needs to grow. Okay, well, well, why? And what, what's the growth? Well, well, we need, we need more people. I go, okay, but like, why? <laughs> well, because if we have a lot of people, then we're successful. There it is. There yep. it is. That, mm, Jesus had 12, right? 72, but yeah. And one of them stabbed them in the back. Just kidding! All 12 of them stabbed them in the back. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um... I, I do I do want to kind of pick your brain on this a little bit. So um, sometimes things need to die. Now let's talk a little bit more about so so the word die or death is final. That means that means the thing that came before needs to completely go away. Or be transformed. I mean, and I feel like this is the crux for for Christianity, for our faith tradition, is the core of Christian faith is the idea that death is not final, that death is not the end, that out of death something new gets born. Uh, One of of Kelly's and I's friends uh, has, has frequently said, that when looking at Christians for a people who hold to the idea of resurrection, we're terrified of things dying. And we, we shouldn't be, when we talk about you know, institutions, when we talk about ways and processes and means and methods, we should not be afraid of those dying because something new is going to be born from that. Something new is going to rise up from that. And yet, we more often march to our own deaths, holding tightly to things that would have produced fruit if we had merely let them go and let them die a natural death. I don't know why I'm thinking about the prodigal son. And, uh, you know, something that whenever I hear it preached or taught, we don't, we don't talk about this part. Um, but we don't talk about the son going to the dad and asking for the inheritance and essentially like 
the context there is that he's like, okay, die. So I can have my stuff. Yeah, that was the cultural context of uh-huh. that. And I can't tell you as a young as a young man who has a lot of I'm not really ambitious though. Like I don't have like these ambitions. I just I just want to do the thing that I think is right moving forward, but I want to do it collaboratively with collaboratively with people, right? But I feel like I'm consistently viewed as that son. Mm. Like, hey, institution, I'm not saying we've got to, like, kill it off because I was leading you in. I baited you into that, right? Of, like, I don't want it to completely die, but it needs to die. And then we pick up whatever's good and valuable, the refiner's fire, the crucible, right? And then we move forward. We move forward with it, right? But, like, I feel like I'm consistently viewed as the kid in the room who's, like, I want all of you to die off. So that I can do the next thing because I'm right. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to go with you. Come with. Like, let's do this together. But again, like, I mean, we could talk at length about, I think one of the hardest parts about this change, right, is that's my perspective of how I'm coming across. But I'm also talking to people who grew up in a way where it's like, you didn't speak unless your elders let you. You had to go through a certain process before you were allowed to have ideas or to talk through things, right? And so here I am going, I don't have a ton of street cred, <laughs> according to you. Yeah. Um, but, and your, your perception of the change that I'm trying to bring is, oh my gosh, he's trying to harm us. I'm like, no, 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 but it, it's, you know, like the boat analogy, right? Like the boat's literally on fire and has holes in it. Like we're, we're, we're we're all either going to die here in this thing or we can like get on the lifeboats, take whatever the, whatever we can get off the boat (laughs) and Mm. then we can start paddling. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's, there's a sense. And, and I think this is part of the, the pitfall of keeping things the way they are is we, we only let into the room the voices that are going to echo what we're already saying in the room. So, yeah, you're a young punk. And to be fair, Kelly is a, a young, he's, he's, a, he's a millennial. They're all young punks. <laughs> um, I'm just the Gen Xer in the room who's just sitting on the sidelines with my uh, cup of wine uh, mocking everyone else and not participating because effort although i would like to point out that all of the great um entertainment we have today mostly comes to us from gen xers it's fair so you're welcome world (laughs) i am the gift (laughs) i am the gift but there there is this this sense in which we are so tied to only hearing one perspective that we cannot, we, we, we sit back and we go, well, but you'll, you'll understand better as you get older and then you'll echo our perspective and then we'll let you in. It's why in, in this state where I live, people classify me as, as this, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it like this hardcore left crazy liberal guy because I keep screaming about education. 
education doesn't create empathy. It creates the opportunity for empathy. So when you're exposed to information that is counter to what you already understand, you have options. Change comes on the understanding of like, maybe the way I'm doing it or the way that I understand something isn't exactly true or correct or, and or right. And it doesn't, that's not an indictment on me as a person. You just, you just didn't know, right? Like, like if we go, hey, institution, it's not working. Hey, hey, it's not working. Now, it doesn't mean that it didn't work at all. Look at all these wonderful things you did. This is awesome, right? Like, this is great. Let's celebrate this. Let's bring this with us. The Jewish people are full of this, right? The stones of remembrance. Like, every time God did something obnoxiously cool and, like, miracles, they would build altars. Let's build some freaking altars. I'm down. Let's do it, right? But we don't stay there. We, we keep walking, we keep going, we're, we're on to the new, the next thing, because God is a God of new and creative and, and continuing to, to move us in, in positive, good, healthy, wholesome directions. And so when we talk about, when I talk about education, we talk about change and we talk about adaptation, we talk about all these different buzzwords, right? For me, it comes down to, um, I think we would all agree Every person. This is why I'm a brilliant salesman. And humble one. <laughs> is I'm able to find the thing that is the pain point of a person and relate to it and go, oh, me too. We can have different political ideas. We can have different cultural ideas. We can have different economic ideas. And, and uh, there, there's some like societal issues that we won't, we can't have different ideas on. Like I'll, uh, but, but in that I can go, I can, I can find the distrust can find the pain point. I can go, okay. So like, this is your actual issue. Like your issue isn't the government. Your issue is you don't trust them. Your issue isn't that you don't like, it's not that you hate Jesus and you hate all Christians. It's that you've been in an institution that actually visited harm upon your person. And now you're having to deal with that trauma before you can even talk about God because you don't know how to do that. Oh, okay. Me too. Like I get that. Right. But um, I think one of the hardest things about the institution as it's built is the institution is the one that's resourced. Yeah. And we're screaming for, hey, resource us so we can help do the next thing. And you would rather hoard it until you die. So, you know, the new thing's coming. We are meant to be a movement. Mm. And movement eventually happens. <laughs> what's it? Uh, it's a good analogy for that, like steam. Sure. Right? Like you can, you can, like. He I was thinking water, but. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so you can, you can. Well, I. <laughs> yes. See me aggressive. You calm. Uh, <laughs> You're like over time. I'm like, no, 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 no. People get fed up enough to the point where it's like it's hot water boiling in a, in a kettle with a lid on it. And at some point that just the change is forced. Yeah. <laughs> babbling brook. I'm not a babbling oh. brook necessarily. <laughs> Waters can flood too, man. Yeah, this is this is the, the difference between me and Adam. Adam is this kind collected patient person and i'm like no 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 
that's wrong, that's bad, that's stupid. Like, let's fix that. <laughs> I love that he thinks I'm kind, patient, yes. <laughs> so final thoughts, Kelly. I really want us to start approaching each other with open hands instead of closed fists. Mm. Yeah, I'm against that. That's too much change. No, but for real, that's, that's really... As we move, mm. the question becomes, where do we move to? And do we move to setting up the next institution? Or do we move to a future that actually has a chance at a future. So that it's not the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> Thank Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Lizard people. This is the Cross Culture. This is Kelly. And this is Adam. And remember, I'll be back. <laughs>